0: Hey there, and welcome to the Christian Women in Business and Leadership Show. I am so excited to have you here today because we have one of our amazing keynote spe- speakers, speeches, speakers, Emma Wilman. Welcome to the show, lovely.
1: Thank you. Lovely to be here.
0: So Emma is in sunny Brisbane, um, and we have quite. Um, I'm going to say half god story of how we met and how I kind of secretly I don't know what the word is interviewed you without you even knowing I was interviewing you about being a speaker on our conference which is really fun. So um, we met through a friend going to um, a networking event which one of our other speakers Jess runs um, and I got to know all about Emma Um, realized that Emma does speaking as well as making people look and feel amazing. Um, And there was just something about the message that she started to share about how she wanted to impact the world, which completely lined up with our conference uh, with the theme identity. How do we see ourselves? How do we portray that forwards in what we do in business and in leadership? So I would love for you, Emma, if you could please share how you got to where you are today in your story um, to becoming a stylist and then helping people with their identity and all that kind of stuff in between.
1: Uh, absolutely. That'd be my pleasure. So I am an identity image alignment specialist, and that, I think that explains where I am now How I got there was a very um, bumpy road of a lot of, you know, going down one um, alleyway, finding out it's blind, coming back. And so the story in itself really goes right back to how I became myself. Um, And really, I was born into a legalistic cult, So Bible, (laughs) Bible toting, but really performance based and toxic environment. So from a very young age, I really um, had this huge um, shadow over who I was. It was really controlled and really influenced by the way that I was brought up and, um, you know, It was a form of Christianity, but a very um, toxic form. And I think that even if you have not been brought up in that cult-like environment, you know, you still are impacted by uh, patriarchy and the way that that impacts um, our sense of self. So as a woman in, um, in a church environment, trying to understand who you are, how God sees you, what your identity is, it's kind of a real journey of unpacking and taking back the layers and seeing what is true and what is not. And so that's really been my journey. My family left the cult when I was in my teens and I went into mainstream um, Christianity and I never really did any healing work or any um, anything to kind of reconcile the experiences that I'd had. And I popped out in motherhood in my late 20s and I experienced just a massive identity crisis. I went from being a criminal prosecutor, having a legal career to being a stay-at-home mom. Like everything about my life had changed, my body, like my day-to-day. And I just was like, who am I? And I guess I realized I'd been in performance mode for so long. I had no idea what was like under the surface. I had no idea what I was responding to. I was trying to be me. I thought I was being me, but it was a big old mess. And so I began the process of unpacking like, Who am I? And now that's what I do with other people. But I combine (laughs) that with style because, um, as you know, um, subconsciously, we have so much more going on. So when we dress in a way that um, speaks to our identity, it just makes everything in our life more aligned, easier, more, um, you know, we attract more of what we need. And um and we we are a lot clearer about the path that we're on.
0: That's so good. That's so good. And did you find I just have to ask this when you were doing your legal stuff that you um, expressed who you were or with your style or were you still very conservative classical that I've I've done one of Emma's courses by the way. and I know the different kind of style types now. <laughs> so did you stick within that classical range or were you still quite you know colorful and you know I'm I forget what the thing you've got on today is called but you know it's cool it's funky it's yeah it it makes me want to snuggle you
1: (laughs) (laughs) so funny um well when I was a lawyer you know there was a corporate environment and sort of expectation to how you dressed. And I tried to conform to that, but felt very at odds with it. Mm. Um, But I still wouldn't say, you know, even my response to that environment or how I dress beyond that environment still wasn't true to my identity. It was true to my personality. But um, as we know, personality is actually only a fragment of our true identity. So it's like the part of ourselves that we're willing to show because we believe it's safe. That's our personality. It's not the wholeness of us. And when you start doing identity work, you discover that there is so much more that you have not um, had access to. And actually, that's part of that sanctification journey is actually um, leaning into these other areas that were kind of off limits for whatever Mm. reason. Um. So I've seen it evolve beyond law. I sort of went right into my personality and I was very edgy and, you know, I wore lots of tailored things and sharp and really like sassy looking things. And I was like, I can be me. I can be free. And that was true to my personality. But that personality was actually a defense mechanism around Ooh. identity wounds, right? Yeah, so when I was a kid... I really picked up on this um, lie, and I had this identity wound that I carried that the well is a scary and hostile place. Mm -hmm. And the weak kind of get taken advantage of, they get chewed up and spat out and betrayed. And really you've got to put on your armor and don't show your vulnerable side. So when I was dressing true for my personality, it was actually sealing in that, that wound. And it wasn't until I discovered identity work that I went, you know what? I want to wear things that are more soft and vulnerable and invite people to come close. That's actually part of my healing journey. And that's what's allowed me to really flourish and thrive, not just the clothes. It's the, the combination of the yeah. inner feeling and the outer expression.
0: So apart from our personalities then, what other kind of, I don't know if you want to call them subjects, genres or things in a holistic approach all go into our identity so we've got personality as one of them can you just briefly describe the others
1: yeah so if you understand somebody's identity in terms of we are spirit soul and body okay um our soul is really the our mind will and emotions okay and that's where personality lies yeah. all right personality is a set of behaviors and um emotions and thoughts um that present themselves in a pattern all right and we learn them they they actually say that by the time you're an adult 90 percent of what you do is just autopilot you're actually just you know repeating the same set of behaviors the same patterns and so unless you do any work on that you're just going to flatline yeah um, so other things that play into identity really like if you look at the spirit level which is deeper than the soul level you actually that's where your spiritual gifts are deposited that's where the experiences that you've had in your life are redeemed and purposes deposited that's where you actually get this sense of i understand how god sees me and it's mm. bigger and just personality patterns so you does that ring a bell for you You're yeah yeah
0: yeah i'm like i'm going deep with you it's all good
1: <laughs> awesome
0: That's great. That's cool. So listeners, if you are intrigued by all the things that Emma's just said, and we're going to go into um, a few other questions in a minute, but this is exactly the kind of stuff that we are going to be touching at in conference, but I feel that it's just going to be a lot more deeper. Um, I know that God's put some things on your heart that you'd really like to share. So my next question is one, what are you most looking forward to at conference and Um, Can you just share with us a little bit about what you'd like to be sharing in your session as well?
1: Yeah, I'm mostly looking forward to conference, um, to connecting with people. So for me, I love sharing a message, but I also love the little informal chats around, you know, um, a cup of coffee or just afterwards and people sharing stories and just recognizing that, you know, we are so interconnected, you know, there's no separation between me and you. We're actually all interconnected. And so when I hear other people's stories, I see a little bit of myself in them and vice versa. And it reminds me that God is, needs all of us. We're all part of that interwoven fabric. Um, And we can all sort of like touch on different things that make us feel connected. Um, And yeah, and I, I guess what I'm really interested in sharing is just how foundational identity is in everything. It literally per- pervades every part of your life. You know, every waking moment is impacted and driven by identity. And one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, I have to go all the way back to Genesis. Um, so I go back to Genesis 1:26 and 27, that God made us in his own image. Uh, male and female. And that passage is actually before Adam was created. So when, when we're talking about our identity, we're talking about our spiritual identity and that is not about us being man and woman. It's just our spirit is made in the image of God. And each one of us is unique. So that scripture, um, it really does radiate into every part of our life, Um, how we are called to live um, who, who we're becoming, um, the call we have on our life, all of that radiates out of that God-given purpose, uh, sorry, identity that's deposited in our spirit. So once you get a hold of that, it is just incredible because um, you see the connection. You see like I was put on this earth as a placeholder here. I am the only version of me that exists and I have a unique call in my life. And that empowers you in the marketplace profoundly
0: that's awesome I love it I can't wait I'm already like starting to take notes so (laughs) if this sounds right up your street and as you can see when Emma literally started talking about what it is she's all about and God had already put on my heart for the conference the theme identity I was like oh my gosh we need to get you here um this is so good so just for our listeners here today can you please share five tips on your craft um, that can help empower them mm. I guess with their identity if not getting too much into the conference stuff we want to keep that on edge but yeah I'd love for that for you to empower them
1: okay five tips. so number one Um, The person that you see in the mirror today is only like a tiny bit of the surface of who you actually are, that you can spend a lifetime plumbing the depths of your identity. And in that you will find God. Yeah. The more, you know, yourself, the more of God that is revealed, the more, you know, God, the more of yourself is revealed. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that we were given the ability to see and to see in color, for pleasure okay so i know in the past a lot of people have um felt that how you look and even caring about your image or your style or anything to do with your appearance is vanity and that really is a perversion because we were literally created with the ability to see in color for no other reason than pleasure we don't need to see in color but god gave us that gift for pleasure um beauty This is number three. Beauty is part of God's nature. Okay. When you sit down and you see a sunset, when you experience something like just, you know, the, the leaves, um, swaying back and forth, that is all part of beauty. And God owns beauty. (laughs) What we see as the beauty industry is a perversion of true beauty and true beauty is about harmony between our inner substance and our outer expression. And in the Bible, where people were described as beautiful, um, I don't believe it was about their physical appearance. Based on what I understand of Hebrew culture and um, language, it was actually a statement to say her inner substance, her spiritual substance was perfectly expressed externally. And that is a beautiful aim for us as as daughters of God. Uh, Number four, I would say is that we are on a journey Um, there where you are now, you're here for a reason. Okay. Where you've arrived, you're here for a reason. And there is so much more waiting for you. If you're willing to dive beneath the surface and actually challenge some of the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that you experience. Okay. Once you understand that you can get in behind the mainframe, I like to think of it like a computer. Um, your uh, your um, identity, your mind, your emotions, your behaviors—it's um, like a computer, and you're actually going behind the the, um, the front, and you're actually tinkering around with the system. That is actually the process by which we become made more in the likeness of Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, it is like once you start doing mindset work, once you can, um, your mind is renewed. All right, and you, you believe yourself to be something more than what you previously did, it unlocks a whole nother level for you. Once you learn to regulate and process and understand your emotions, you realize that emotions are not bad. They are signals. They are, um, you know, they're sending messages to us for our wholeness and our healing and our well-being. Um, and then again, with our behaviors, instead of condemning our behaviors or feeling shame when we don't behave as we think we should, there is freedom in recognizing that so many of those behaviors are actually just um, illegitimate ways to get legitimate needs met. And there is a better way to get those met. Um, and number five, I'd say is that you. there is no one like you, absolutely no one like you. And if you truly understood the unique person That God had made you, you would never want to be anyone else. You would never want to change anything about your appearance. You would never want to try and twist and contort your nature to be more like someone else. You would only want to be surrendered to being more you. And so that's powerfully liberating because I think a lot of us really struggle with comparison and competition and thinking that there is one right way to be, and there simply is not there is only the version of us that is full up with love and, and clarity about who we are.
0: I love that. That's awesome. So just to quickly recap, we've got number one, see the person, oh, sorry, the person you see in the mirror is only a tiny bit um, on the surface of who you really are. So I feel like we're going to be delving so much deeper into (laughs) more of that interconference. Number two, we're given the ability to see color um, and that color brings us is for us to bring us pleasure. And I've never, ever heard of it put like that before. And as soon as you said it, it was like, oh, that just makes so much sense. I guess, like, so we've got, Um, a lady who's part of our community and she comes to conference too and she's blind she was born blind and um, some of the members took her to the cinema one day um, and they had the most bizarre experience because um, when you obviously take a blind person to the cinema you quietly describe what's going on behind the scenes so that they can keep up with the movie Um, and as one of the members was describing it she said oh the person with the red jacket or something like that is now walking towards the car (laughs) and the the lady who's blind um Amanda she said don't worry about the colors because I don't have reference of color just tell me um you know what's happening and the member was like oh, my gosh, we just totally take colour for granted. Like, we have no idea. Um, So from there on she didn't tell the colours of who the characters were wearing. But it is completely for pleasure and, yeah, it's just amazing. And when you look at paintings or whatever. You know,
1: that woman would actually be able to experience other senses in a heightened way, like um, Mm. sensory things, like touch. If she came up near my jacket, she would actually derive far more pleasure from touching um, because she doesn't have, so there's other, it's not just color. You yeah. know, the experience is pleasurable as well.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. So you're going to have to wear that now at conference oh, and true. I will introduce you to Amanda <laughs> <laughs> and she can come and fill you up. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Okay. So number three is beauty is part of God's kingdom. And you know, How much do we love just going into nature or looking at the ocean? And it is all interconnected. There's just the different layers of the kingdom, right? Um, Number four is we're on a journey um, and you're here for a reason. And there's so much more waiting for you. If you're really willing to push the boundaries, go through that uncomfortable healing stage, knowing that you're going to come out a lot better on the other side. Um, and then number five, there is no one like you. And I absolutely love this. Um, and if you truly understand the unique person that you are and who God made you, you want to want to change anything about you, but more embrace who you are is what I got from number five. They are fantastic. So listeners, I hope that um, Emma has inspired you with those um, those points and also got you to question Um, You know, what is it that you tell yourself and um, how is it that you even talk to yourself and express that? Uh, I know I'm really purposeful um, with never, if I get something wrong, I won't call myself silly um, or put myself down or, oh, you silly, you know, moo, you've done it again. I would never, ever talk that to myself. I'm really purposeful with going, okay, we made a mistake. What did we learn? Move on. And I think like if we can embrace all of those things and even just recognizing how we talk to ourselves, like even that's going to exponentially bring us forward. And, um, you know, those layers are going to be taken off that's blocking us from really seeing who God did create us to be. So can you share with us next? Uh, Thank you so much for sharing those. Can you share with us next? How do you incorporate God into your business?
1: Um, when I read that question, I was thinking to myself, I can't even answer that because um, that sounds to me like, you know, I already have a business and I, I want to slap God on the top of it. You know, my business comes directly from God. Like Love I see myself as a kingdom entrepreneur, what I am doing in the business um, world is actually a spiritual act. I'm actually, um, you know, walking with women through transformation and actually helping them unlock who they are and how they're made in God's image. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to answer that. No, I just- you did just
0: answer it. That was it.
1: That's <laughs> fine. That is perfect. Yeah. And I, I just know that it, everything. It's the reverse for me that everything I do, even before I get on a call uh, with a client. Um, I'm very much receiving insights and downloads about that person and their experience and their future and the gift over their life. And, and that it, there is just no separation of the two for me. And I really see it. And this is part of my message at conference as um, we part of our calling is always to redeem a pattern of this world, which is not of the kingdom. Mm. So if, in my case, it's about you know there is this world of beauty and fashion and there are certain rhythms and patterns to the, that that have been distorted okay and the re- because of the fall and the redemptive act is to bring in the kingdom patterns there and actually offer um reprieve and redemption to people who would otherwise be left with something that's completely um off the mark and once that happens That's when you see people absolutely set alight and and, on their call. Um, So, yeah, it's absolutely intertwined for me.
0: (laughs) No, I love it. And the reason why we ask that question is because um, a lot of the women that do stumble across us who are either in the workforce, run a business or in leadership, um, have been taught somewhere on the line that God is God and business is business. And so one of our uh, biggest missions um, apart from encouraging and uniting is um, letting women know that actually they do go together and your business is from God. So um, I want people to feel permission to embrace that and understand that and really incorporate that and, We've seen some amazing light bulb moments where people have gone, oh, hang on, this is totally, totally intertwined. So it's good that you answered that and you answered it that was true to you, because we want um, everyone to know that, you know, it's not just money and God. It's not just marketing. And then God, it's not just God on God on a Sunday and then you go to business on a Monday. It is your whole entire life. It is everything you do. Um, and if it
1: has been, if there has been a separation, um, there is always going to be a beautiful on-ramp to bring it back into alignment. Mm, you know? mm. So if, if you have started a business and really you're like, it was it was from a, like, I'm just going to make some money or like from ego or from some other reason that's not in alignment with who you are, there will always be um, opportunities where you're, and, and it will feel, it will show up like a frustration, mm. it will show up like a door closing, but that's always an invitation into realignment. Um, that's what I found because I do branding with my clients, and I'm like, you want to build it based on a solid foundation. But if you haven't, it's okay. You can, like, you know, move it back into alignment. And there's, yeah, great joy
0: in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally love it. Now, you've already shared um, a Bible verse already, which was your Genesis one. Um, but the next question is What is your Bible verse for this season? Is why and why are you going to stick with your Genesis, or do you have a few?
1: Oh, uh, well, the other one that I, I have, and it's not just been this year, it's been for a while now is about, um, you know, expanding your tent pegs. And the word that I received for the year was expansion, expansion, mm. expansion. And really that's what's been going on in my business behind the scenes. Uh, I've got to the place where all of my kids are in primary school now, where I've hired my VA, where I've started to set up infrastructure and in my business, I can just see that expansion rolling out. And it's so beautiful to actually be in season with your work. Like at the start, you're like, when is this going to happen? But yeah, that expand your, um, your tent pegs has just been incredible over my life in the last probably, I'd say, two years now.
0: Yeah. So that would be Sarah who in the bible was told to expand her 10 pegs oh no,
1: no, well uh, yeah it's actually from i'm pretty sure it's from isaiah i should probably look that up i i received it in a prophetic word and i wrote it in my journal and it's just been on my heart but i can look it up
0: that's okay what was the genesis one that you shared before i didn't have chance genesis 1, one 26 and
1: 27 26. Sorry, it's 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 Isaiah fifty four two enlarge uh, the place of your tent stretch stretch your tent curtains wide do not hold back lengthen your cords strengthen.